Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, this is Deborah Butler. Welcome to my show, People Know Stuff. And today I'm excited to have one of my West Coast friends, Sue D. Dominican Dominicantanio. Um, she is here to share with us stuff she knows about pickleball. But you know, she's going to share with us stuff she knows about life as a result of being very, very involved with pickleball. Backstory on Sue, she retired in 2019 and she got very involved with the game of pickleball. And she got very involved with pickleball league and competing in pickleball and just really engaged with it. And so she really has learned some stuff about life as a result of playing pickleball. So Sue, welcome. And hi Deborah. Thank you for having me. I know it's exciting. And I love your approach to our conversation because you have been really involved with pickleball and because of it, it's provided you with some life insights. So rather than telling us about getting involved with pickleball, you are going to share with us life insights that have been supported by being involved with pickleball. So take it away, Sue. I just, I love this whole concept of your show. I love the title of it. I just, people know stuff. That is so awesome. I can't wait to listen to other podcasts that you do. Anyway, so just a brief synopsis of my history with pickleball. Um, I retired, as Deborah said, in 2019, having come from a 34-year career as a speech pathologist. And my dad was encouraging me to discover pickleball, which I just thought was so silly. And I mean, the name itself is pretty silly. So he had moved into a community where there were pickleball courts and I joined the club and started playing and not with my dad. And then COVID hit and I became, I had a coach and my coach and two other gals all hunkered down and just, we were all addicted, you know, and we just started playing wherever we could, whenever we could. And that's, that was a savior for me during COVID because we were actually able to get out, get exercise and have um, companionship with other people. And during that time is when I experienced that pickleball really is a microcosm of life, of, you know, just society in general. One of the gals that I had invited was a high school friend that I had kind of cut ties with. And I um, just because she had a lot of drama. And so I thought, okay, well, pickleball isn't somewhere where you can bring the drama onto the court. I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to learn how to moderate 
and is the word tenuate her personality on the court. Um, the same way I should have learned how to do outside in society, but because we were all locked down together in this sport that we loved, it forced me to learn how to communicate and set boundaries in a friendship that I, while playing a sport that I hadn't done in all my years knowing this gal. So that's when I, okay, I had never played a sport in my life. Um, So I didn't really understand the whole concept of how important sportsmanship and and teamwork was. It, it, It didn't register to me because I'd never played a sport. So because you play um, team pickleball, you play teams of two. Yes. Yeah. Doubles. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you really have to uh, just like in a marriage, uh, you, you can't deflect, you can't blame. And if your partner does that, you need to learn how to negotiate and re and redirect and not allow it to escalate into what are the best ways to do that what what do you actually do to deflect and to put a cap on any kind of spiraling conflict when you're on the court um well not entering into the into the dysfunctional communication, but owning your own responsibility and really mirroring how you want to be treated, pointing out your own errors and pointing out your partner's strengths instead of the, instead of the opposite. Um, Does this happen when you're kind of debriefing about the game afterwards? um, It can be both, but typically it's more crucial to, do that in the middle of play um, because if your partner's pointing out what you're doing wrong while you're playing, it can really be destructive to the teammanship. So it's, it's much more beneficial to point out what your partner's doing correct in order not to deflate them and deflate their self-esteem. So one of the things you realize is if we're in play and we're trying to achieve a goal, it really is smart to let your partner know what they're doing well. Yeah, to to build up and edify your partner in their areas of strength instead of discouraging them, you know, because they know what they're doing wrong. And so and and I, I find that to be really a great analogy in marriage. I mean, if I was constantly pointing out things that my, he doesn't do much wrong, but if, you know, if that was my focus and I was pointing out what he was doing wrong, instead of all the wonderful things that he does, we'd have a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) So it's almost like, um, yeah, it's sort of the same as, um, it, in addition to keeping your eye on the ball, you want to keep your eye on what your partner is doing well and give them shout outs. Yes. Yep. Yep. And so if, if your partner hasn't uh, moved in that direction and is pointing out to you, hey, don't do this, you know, stop that. 
it's important to hold a good attitude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and let it go because once the game's over and the, and the conflict's over, it's all done. And you're not going to, you're not going to hold. I like the saying, have memory of a goldfish, five seconds, let it go. Don't hold on to things and move forward. And if you hold on to things and you perseverate about what you did wrong personally, what your partner did wrong personally, or what you did wrong together as a team, instead of using the mistake to say, what can we do to move forward and make us better as a team? So bring your goldfish memory to the court (laughs) and to the life. (laughs) Yes, goldfish memory, shake it off. Five second memory. (laughs) Well, I can see where um, things are happening quickly and they're um, happening in a way that has consequence when you're in the midst of a game. So it actually affords you practice time to, um, you know, keep practicing your goldfish memory because mm-hmm. they're ha- it's happening quickly and <laughs> it, it's happening over and over. So you keep getting the opportunity to practice and get better just like you do with the game. Exactly. And I don't, I, I'm sure for most people, I know for myself, I'm harder on myself than I am my partner. And so I need to apply the goldfish memory to myself and stop beating myself up for the mistakes I made, you know, five seconds ago. And just because it definitely changes my ability to be present in the moment and move forward in the game. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You bring up a good point. It's not just necessary to um, keep your eye on the ball and keep your eye on your partner's strengths, but you also need to keep an eye on your own strengths and to keep letting go in terms of your own fallibility. And yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I, I, I go back to the fact that you're in a structured exercise. So the opportunity to keep remembering and practicing, remembering what you are practicing, goldfish memory, um, mm-hmm. you know, recognition of positive skills. You, you've got, you know, it's a quick turnaround on the mm-hmm. opportunity. Because you're mm-hmm. in the play and the opportunity presents itself over and over again to practice and become better. And mm-hmm. you said at the beginning of our conversation that you recognize you have become better, that mm-hmm. being out on the court, things are happening quickly enough that you've been able to practice what you didn't practice back years ago when you all were involved with each other socially. Mm-hmm. Now that you're involved with each other on the court, you have been able to see some changes in your skillfulness around seeing someone else's uh, positive contribution and letting go of what didn't work out and staying in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's really been beneficial as well to take those skills off the court and implement them in, in just friendships. Yeah. So that it's, I've, I wish I had played sports earlier in life. I, I, I might've been a, a lot more mature in my friendships from an earlier oh, age. Wow. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a beautiful, um, beautiful gift from playing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
so um, um, meaningful stuff to know. Um, and even though I know you all have won some tournaments and you've placed and you clearly are very becoming more skillful at pickleball. I love that your focus when I asked you to talk about stuff, you know, as a result of pickleball was, you know, really how to be a better friend, how to be a better person that it's, it's given you the opportunity to practice that. And I really love that you kind of honed in on two skills, focus on what the people around you are doing well and mm-hmm. let go of things that happen and keep moving and just play the game. You're good at summarizing. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sue, thank you so much for joining me. And thanks for sharing the stuff you know. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.